we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Power Nap Podcast. I'm Nick Puga with me as always, Andre Gordon with Gordon Greatness, and we have a special guest today. Andre, can you please do the honors of introducing this fine young man that we have here? Ladies and gentlemen, from the red corner, out of parts unknown, <laughs> weighing in at 100 and pounds, he Thank is you. the intercontinental heavyweight champion of the world, the Hoopty, Alan Hooper. <laughs> it's, it's funny so you pronounce it that way, because I uh, always thought I was a smart Alec as a kid, and I'd call some girl's house, and the dad would answer and go, who's calling? i go, Alan. They'd go, Alan who? And I went, no, no, sir, Alan Hooper. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's great to have you here. Uh, just so everyone knows, we have never done a live simulcast on Facebook and getting ready to send this up to uh, Apple Podcasts, I've been corrected, and Spotify. But this is our first, and Hoopty, you're with us. We were just talking, Nick, uh, and for everyone who's listening out there, we were just talking about Wait, we should get, 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 give a, we should give a little intro on 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 Alan, a little background on Alan. For those yeah, who I'm don't about know. to. Oh, okay. I was, okay. I was just, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I was I was I was just a boot to my do bad. that. So we were just talking about some of our favorite shows of all time, and as we we're bringing some of them up, uh, one of them was Modern Family. Now, Alan, for those of you who may not know. Alan is a longtime friend of ours, and he works in casting. And my, uh, my first project that I worked with Alan on was a quality film called Gotta Make Them Angels with Jason Kennedy. I remember Just that one. Top notch. Film. Yeah, we, um, we, we killed 12 people in 24 minutes, one of them twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was my first fun scene and, and now alan has moved record. on to bigger bigger and better things uh, uh alan do you want to tell uh, tell everyone a little bit what, what you do and what what show i know i mentioned modern family but tell us in your own words what you do if you were going to describe please it. educate uh yeah i'm a casting associate so and occasionally in a casting director so the difference between those would be the casting director is kind of the creative vision of the casting department and then the casting associate helps with the creative vision but also if there's no casting assistant the associate gets to do all the office work <laughs> paperwork you know scheduling the appointments so the assistant job is clerical the casting director's job is creative and the associate is you know somewhere in between uh, okay. but you know I've, I've worked on modern family i was very fortunate uh to work on it from the pilot all the way to the finale. So it was an amazing 11 year run. And I've worked on other stuff as well that people have heard about, like According to Jim or Ugly Betty. Yeah. But I'm gonna be known for Modern Family unless there's some miracle in my future. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing to be known for. And so as a casting associate, for those that just don't know casting or acting or that part of Hollywood, is we're basically just a headhunter. We're, you know, in the real world, when you've got headhunters trying to find somebody to fill a job position, we're doing the same thing. It's just with actors. It's kind of that simple, but complicated oh. at the same time. You know, I, I think you're actually going to be known for episode 22 of the Power Man podcast. Oh, <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> be like, whatever happened to Alan Hooper? He did that podcast and was never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they now behind the music? So um, I think what we were talking about should actually be something we could bring up for everyone. And I, and I want people to hear, Nick, what your thoughts are and what Alan's thoughts are. We were talking about, and we'd love for you to comment here in the comment box, and we probably won't see it till later, but comment on your favorite, your favorite shows of all time. 
Nick, can you start us off and tell us some of your favorite work that you've seen on TV, TV shows? TV shows. So what I was discussing earlier is that it really depends on the age. So there were different uh, eras in my life. And of course, I, I have to include Pee Wee's Playhouse into the mix. Um, but as I then got older and started seeing other sitcoms, um, I would say Taxi's in my top three. Taxi. Um, there were, I mean, there's so many gr- great shows. You talk about Growing Pains. Um, show me that smile. Ooh, show me. Uh, Tim Allen. I thought what he did was really great. <laughs> I still grunt <laughs> like Tim Allen to this day. Um, that was a lot of comedy because a lot, that's a lot what's going on now in my current life. So grunting, um, grunt, grunting and like thinking that I can do everything around the house, you know, like I can make it better and I can do it on my own. I don't need to hire a professional, uh, especially with YouTube. I could just look it up and do it myself. It's kind of, it, that's basically what's going on. Sure. How about you guys? Well, no, I would agree with taxi. Cause I, watch those repeatedly uh there's ones i can quote there's just classic episodes of it that are all it's just genius and it's one of the reasons i actually started watching cheers because it was the same Mm. producers and uh but i've got just favorite shows that change they don't change but i mean they go off the air and then i get a new favorite show and i've always got something that seems to be the favorite at the moment but the classic ones, classic, <laughs> uh, the ones that I own the DVDs of, let's put it that way, or like mm-hmm. Lost, uh, oh, be the Lost. Vampire Slayer. Oh. Uh, I've got Max Headroom on DVD. Oh, wow. Uh, I got season one of Wise Guy. Wise Guy was, was a pretty good show, kind of ahead of its time. Uh, I've got a Dennis Leary show called The Job, which was basically oh. a half hour single cam cop comedy before he did rescue me yeah so i got all sorts of the the current one and i got two episodes left and i and i kind of don't want to watch them i want to be able to know that i have them to watch at some point (laughs) i do that too yeah that's how good this show is uh the english title is money heist and it's on netflix it's a show out of spain and it is one of the best shows i've ever seen in my life Ooh, I'm writing it down. Money heist. Yeah, and it's, I think, uh, I think each season's been eight episodes. They did, like a two part, part one's eight episodes, part two's eight episodes, and it's kind of the first season. It's the first story, and it should have ended there, but they figured out a way to do a new season. It's a bank robbery. It's a bank robbery told over sixteen episodes, and then they awesome. do another bank robbery. It's, wow. it's, 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 but it's. What it all comes down to is the characters. And the characters are, I think, always informed by the actors. And if the actors are people that I like or I can watch, I'll forgive some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's usually where my favorites are. What are yours, Andre? Um, you know what? So I like what you guys said, but it depends on the era. If I'm going old school, I'll call it golden age. Classic. I really liked different strokes um love different strokes i really liked punky brewster i liked alf i <laughs> loved alf i had an alf doll the, if anyone knows or has watched alf drop a little Every thumb up in the comment my turn around <laughs> oh punky brewster punky. yeah i had a mad crush mad crush on punky if you're listening, Punky, do not reach out because I'm married with kids. There's a, a channel in Los Angeles. It's on one of like the digital broadcast channels that we get over the antenna called Cozy TV. Uh-huh. C-O-Z-I. And I don't know if it's syndicated or if it's just something we have locally. But they run all the old shows. Like my wife likes to watch Emergency and Little House on the Prairie. Little House. And we end up watching the Dick Van Dyke show. And what was insane is we saw an episode of the Dick Van Dyke show, and it was just what my wife and I had currently been arguing about. (laughs) That the two of them were, the whole episode was the same argument, and it was her opening his mail. And when we first got married, 
my mail would come in and my wife would open it and be like, what are you doing? That's, that's a federal crime. How dare you? <laughs> but that's what the really good shows, you know, are still relevant today. And that's what's insane that, you know, something that aired over 50 years ago, couples are still arguing about. It's true. That's a good call, Dick Van Dyke show. If, I, if I'm going out of that era um, and into that next little uh, segment era, I did stuff that I watched with my dad. We watched A-Team. We oh. watched, yes, oh, come on, right? A-Team mm -hmm. was just choice. Uh, Airwolf with um, uh, Jan Michael Vincent and Ernest Bordenine. And um, the other one we watched, we watched wrestling. W. WF and WCW. Your dad watched wrestling with you? My dad taped, taped wow. all of the wrestling shows. Wow. We would watch them together. We would go, we went to some matches. Like, I watch wrestling because of my dad. What? My father thought it was, he kept on telling me that it was fake and it was. Oh. Know, Shame, um, shame. He was, and I, and you know what I would say? I'm like, how can it be fake? It's, it says live right there on the corner. <laughs> that was my argument. It's not fake. It's live. It's happening right now. <laughs> Someone told me that recently. Look, oh, it's fake. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, your TV show is not real either. That's fake. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but you're entertained. That's right. But I like Lost. Uh, Breaking Bad for me. Top, 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 top. And uh, my brothers are trying to get me into Ozarks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ozarks good. Uh, see, there's also, a, like, I go back and I remember, this will date how old I am, but so does the white in my beard. Um, <laughs> that it was, I think it was CBS Monday nights. It was like WKRP in Cincinnati was on. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. And I think What's... MASH was on at nine. And that was a great probably, one. I think the Jeffersons was on Sunday nights if I, when I was a kid. Uh, I watched the Jeffersons with my, with my dad sometimes too. Love that. I, I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Johan who's uh, listening to us live. He says, what's up? What's up, Johan? If you have a favorite show, Johan, go ahead and type it. What was your favorite show growing up? Go ahead, Alan. Sorry. Yeah, but we, Andre, you were talking about the A-Team. They were, and I always mispronounce the guy's name for whatever reason, but uh, uh, Stephen J. Cannell, Channel, who created the A-Team. Canal. Canal. See, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, but he anything he created, I would check out. And there was a show called Riptide. Where oh, yeah. Was, it was the A-Team with the helicopter. And then, <laughs> and then there was one called Stingray, where the guy drove around the Corvette Stingray. And then I think he also worked on this show called Rousters, which was a carny, a group of carnies. And it was, see, that's that's when I moved out to Los Angeles and I got into casting. I realized my entire childhood was devoted to knowing stuff nobody else would know. Because <laughs> I'll see there's uh, actor Christopher Rich, who was uh, Reba's husband on her WB series. Oh yeah, and. I knew him, not because I was trying to do casting, but it's because I was watching shows. He did this like six episode series for ABC called The Charmings. And he was Prince Charming with Snow White. And what had happened- I remember was, this. You remember this? Yeah. So the, the premise was the, the wicked stepmother or queen or whatever had put them all asleep and they'd woken up in 1990s America. <laughs> and, yeah. and what I remember most about, what sticks in my head more than anything, is one day one of the kids comes in and goes up to Snow White and goes, Mommy, Mommy, Daddy was cursing in the garage. Like, what did he say? And the kid whispers something in her ear, and she turns to the neighbor and goes, Oh, my, he said the F word, fiddlesticks. <laughs> Sounds like my type of F word. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I say fiddlesticks these days. <laughs> well, when Johan, I wake up in the morning, da, 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 da. in here has said, Save by the Bell, which is a very that's what good I was just call. singing. That's what I was uh, just singing. <laughs> are you looking at it too? Are you look? Are you watching? I sure am, Joe. Oh, okay. I didn't know. If <laughs> yeah, Stay by the Bell is a great call. Um, it's one. It was that for me. That was the first series that I watched. When I'm like, this doesn't look like it's done very well, but I keep watching. <laughs> like it looked like live theater, but like I don't understand. I'm like, and these guys aren't in high school. These guys are older. Uh, but the mom jeans on Kelly, 
Oh, AC Slater. Funny story about AC Slater. My daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, she is nine and a half, she'll say. And um, on the day she was born, I'm in this like, you know, uh, down in Burbank, it's a small hospital, uh, but it's a really nice, really good hospital. Uh, but uh, I get in the elevator, AC Slater's in the elevator with me. <laughs> and look, and, and he's like, and we're talking about the fact that our kids are about to be born. So AC Slater's daughter and my daughter have the same birthday. Look at that. Small world. Yep. Yep. So don't call me AC Slater. I have a wife and kids. <laughs> that was a really fun show. That was something, uh, another one of the, I think when Pee Wee's Playhouse got taken out. How'd you feel about that, by the way? When, when you, as a kid, loving Pee Wee's Playhouse, it gets canceled, it's done. Did you understand the whole idea of getting canceled? Or like, be like, wait, wait, where are they? I was, I was at the age that it was... Uh, maybe it was even I was getting too old for to watch it, but I I still was like a <laughs> diehard fan, you know. So I was still gonna watch it. I mean, I, I'd watch it right now. Isn't it on Netflix or something? Can't we? Uh, like I've shown I've I've shown some shows to uh, my kids. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne was on there, wasn't he? Oh yeah, and Phil Hartman, the late I, Phil Hartman was the captain. I actually have a Paul Rubin story. No, oh, hit us. We were we were at uh, Universal waiting to do uh, a network test for a sitcom pilot we were working on. And I remember it was Leslie Grossman, who a lot of people know currently, she's on a American Horror Story. We're standing there, she's gonna go in and test. And it's me and her and, and uh, Jeff Greenberg, the casting director for the pilot. And I think it was Christian Borle, who was uh, already cast as the lead and Leslie was coming in to chemistry degree with Christian. Four of us are standing there just, you know, being polite. And all of a sudden, this guy quietly comes up and goes, oh, hi, Jeff. And we turn and look, and it's Paul Rubens. <laughs> and Leslie and I just looked at each other, and like our eyes went like saucers. And Jeff just starts talking to Paul Rubens, like I guess they knew each other somehow. I couldn't even tell you what they said. I was losing my mind so much. <laughs> and Leslie and I kind of just kind of stepped away and we got inside the building. The minute the door closed, we were like, oh my God, oh my God, that was Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and we lost our minds. And well, she might have even asked, she might have asked him for an autograph or a, or a photo, I think. I think she might have, but I can't. I just remember the two of us just lost it. It was insane. Nick yeah. and I were talking about, uh, he dressed up as P.E. Herman one year for Halloween. and Several years. <laughs> every year. But didn't you post one and tag him? And then something happened where he responded? Yeah. Well, I, I actually had met him uh, finally in, in person when he did the, uh, remember he was doing the live shows to kind of bring back some, uh, he, was before, oh, yeah. he made the movie with Judd Apatow. And he was trying to get, you know, bring back, you know, Pee Wee at the club Nokia. They had a, uh, maybe a two week run of a live show. And I went to that and I paid extra to do the Q&A with him. And he actually signed <laughs> my Pee Wee's Big Adventure movie poster, uh, which was very surreal. But yeah, I was I was I actually was playing because um, uh, was it Josh Brolin played peewee in peewee's big adventure remember like at the end he was the movie star with the beard but he still had the, <laughs> the, the, the red tie so i had a beard so i was like i ran the josh brolin style of it and uh yeah i think he commented on it i don't remember what happened but we didn't really we didn't really connect we, connect but i we I freaked gotta, out though i freaked out i was like score i am cool <laughs> Um, and guess what, guys? We're going to start a campaign. When we post this, everyone please tag, tag him, and uh, we'll have him on the show. Uh, yeah, tag Paul Rubens. He'll, he'll, he'll jump on, I'm sure. Right? He's still trying to make his like, adult version of the Pee Wee Herman story, which I really hope he gets to do. I don't understand why he's got – and he was actually doing a tour. He was, I was thinking about going to see him in Tampa, not too, long, uh, not too far away from here. But then the, I guess the coronavirus kind of took over and he- What's that? Had, so there's apparently there's this, people are getting sick and there's a virus and um, it's not good and we need to it's wear masks. 
And we yeah, need it's not good. Too, Andre. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> it's not good. I, I, I've been inside. Like, I, I, you know what's <laughs> been the most interesting thing about uh, being in like, Locked In? I, I've actually, you know, really figured out my family's pretty cool. I always like my family. I've loved them. But, you know, when you're forced to be locked in with your kids, um, the, the cool thing that you figure out is how loud three kids can be at once. It's, the decibel level is quite, a, it's, it's extraordinary. I, I've never heard anything that loud in my life. So I, I've just realized that. Yeah, because well, well, when you're, you mean, I, I have the same experience just with my neighbor's kids. <laughs> hey, look at that. Janelin's on, Jason Lansing, Fernanda. We have some people joining us uh, watching. Guys, comment your favorite TV shows so we can chat about it. When you're, <laughs> when you're a kid and you, I don't think I really understood why, like, why do old people lose their hearing? What, why, why is it? Now I know. Now, now it's, it's very purposeful. clear. It's, it's so... <laughs> And I, I, I actually was just uh, went to Miami to my mom's house, and it's the silence is. Oh, ooh, I, I can't even explain it. It's like I went to some spa and I paid a <laughs> bunch of money, and I just got the works of just silence. Quiet. Truly, is golden. Remember they used to say that in the movie theater: silence is golden. Yeah, it's and my, my my kids do ask me, Daddy, why are you in the bathroom all the time? I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Mr. Hooper? Dude, you don't know about the hoopty? Jason, the hoopty, he just, we just learned a lot about the hoopty. Alan Hooper is a casting associate on a great show. Uh, had a long run on Modern Family. And, um, which by the way, Alan, was one of the highlights of my career thus far. Just yeah. being on the show in in the building with that cast it was awesome See, so thank you that, well you're welcome and that's what was one of the highlights for us for me as part of the show was there are so many actors like you that that was their reaction you know yeah. it wasn't a paycheck you know no we, we still paid you okay but yeah, you know you did that it was just you know fun and it was a, that's what was so good about the show is it was extremely well done people actually watched it and everybody on the show was nice to work with it, they were great to work with you work on some shows especially when you come in as a guest star or you come in for the day of the week and you're not a part of the group so you feel like an outsider they, i felt like everyone was so nice and so uh engaging and so just uh fun to work with it, it was great and uh my my big highlight would I would say was you know directing Morgan Freeman. My second one was working on Modern Family. It's up. It's right up there. So cool. Well, yeah, it that's can just be competition. So if we beat Morgan Freeman, I would say there's something wrong with your uh, radar. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so nice, Janel nice to be mentioned in the same breath with him. Yeah, you for sure are. Yeah. So Janelin saying that growing up Fresh Prince, and she also liked Friends. Ooh, Fresh Prince is a really good call. A really good call. I love Fresh Prince. Uh, Friends, did you, you didn't, Nick, did you watch Friends? You know, that's an interesting thing. There was such a hype around it. And I, I've seen them. I like them. But I can't tell you that I've seen every single episode, like 90% of the population. <laughs> I haven't seen them all, which I, and you know, I, I did like them. I, there were, there were, there were great shows, uh, but I just, I, I didn't see every single one. I like Seinfeld. I probably seen more Seinfeld episodes. Did you like Seinfeld? Yeah. Are you asking me or are you asking uh, the Hoovy? I'm at, well, I'm asking you first. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> right. of that face. Right. That's why that face that you made. Okay. So, so listen, Seinfeld, if, Great show, um, great, great actors and Here we comedians. Go. <laughs> um, I personally did not gravitate. I didn't love it. I didn't. I, it wasn't like, oh, I got to watch Seinfeld. Oh, like you love Seinfeld. Sometimes you sound like Seinfeld. If I had to choose between 
watching Seinfeld for the rest of my life and watching Punky Brewster for the rest of my life or different strokes, I would probably choose different strokes. I'm glad you said that. I'd have judged you if you said Punky Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> Johan did not like Seinfeld. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't See, know. Andre, this is the catchphrase. When there's something I don't like, but I don't want to admit it because everybody else likes it, I go, hey, it wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. It's not my cup of tea. Not mine either. Yeah, not but it's been on, it's, you know, longest running medical drama in the history of TV. You know, I don't watch SVU, but it's the longest running TV Dude, drama of all time. True. I don't, I don't Nick, even understand that. Hey, you and, brought up earlier, Nick, about like watching terrible things, like scary things before going to sleep. My wife and I used to watch the special victims unit early yeah. on in our marriage I'll and then go to I, bed. And then I would, yeah, and I, I would, I would Ridiculous. call you out on, I'm like, what are you doing going to bed right after you watch this <laughs> terrible, terrible stuff? Like, you think you're going to have some nice dreams after that? That's, oh, it's a bad idea. True. Now, for those who are listening and who are watching us live, if there's a, you know, we have a professional on here, Mr. <laughs> Hooper, who, um, so if you have any questions about how these shows get cast, what goes on in behind. Here's your chance, guys. Here's your chance to uh, ask away. And he's not, are we going to charge them? Or are we, are we charging people? <laughs> I, no. Too soon, not. Nick. Too soon. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Janelin, Janelin, I love Lucy. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good call. I forgot all about that. That is a good call. Um, that oh, Mary Tyler Moore is another one we've been watching recently. Um, now, let me ask you this, Alan. You know, with these older shows and these newer shows and film, would you say you're definitely more of a TV lover than a film lover, or do you love film just as much as TV? No, I, at this point, I love TV more than I love film. Wow. And, wow. and what about you, Nick? And, 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 and Alan, tell us why. I, well, I think part of it is there's so much TV and with TV, you can get invested. Cause like I said, I like the characters. If the actors and the characters are solid and interesting to watch, then you can go watch them for seven years, eight years, you know, films over in two hours and you have to the constantly be finding the good films somehow. And with the TV shows, this is what really irritates my wife. I will, Watch. Unless you're Rocky Balboa. Oh, true. That's true. <laughs> um, or, or Rambo. Or Jason Voorhees. Uh, but I have a goal. I like to try to sample everything. And there were some things I was watching 30 seconds of and going, no, not watching this one. And my wife put in a rule. I have to watch at least five minutes before I can turn it off. Okay. And five minute rule. Yeah. And so I we'll watch five minutes of something and sometimes it'll hook me and other times I'll be sitting there just waiting for the five minutes to be up. <laughs> but because of Netflix and all the streaming stuff, I'm now not just watching the American shows, you know, and I'm not just watching the British shows because of PBS, you know, I got BBC America. There's this acorn TV that I'm running through. Oh yeah. British shows there. Um, they also have some Australian shows. Sundance now has, a mix of British and Australian shows. And also I just, I've gone into the foreign language TV shows and I've loved some of those. Uh, there was Money Heist that I mentioned earlier from Spain. There's one called 3% from Brazil, which is some great- Brazil! Fiction. Was on too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I watched some French shows. There's one called, um, oh shoot. What's 3% about? 3% is, uh, it's a futuristic thing where uh, they've run out of resources. And so they have, it's kind of like the Hunger Games, I would guess. I haven't seen Hunger Games. But every year, every year, everybody is a certain age. They go through the trials and 3% of them will win and get to go to the offshore. And the offshore is paradise where, where they're all living is squalor. And so the first season is all about the group you meet that 
end up going through the trials and, and how that works out. Second season is them at the offshore, those that made it. And it's a little going back and forth. And then the third season is them trying to build a third society that's out in the desert that's not, you know, the, the city or the offshore. Uh, but it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's some good science fiction and it's good, uh, like societal commentary as well at times. 3%. 3%. You know, I like that. Uh, it's kind of like the Hunger Games. Um, you know what? Some of the people are saying, I like movies with a good ending and not having to watch it for five years. Okay. <laughs> it's like that sketch on SNL that goes a little too long. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I think no one's talking about the show behind me. Do you guys, what do you guys mm-hmm. think of this show? I like the Office? It. I like, the Office. I had it. I, but I didn't see them all. See, I didn't see them all, but I enjoyed it. I yeah, just I would say for me, it became kind of required viewing because everybody was talking about it. Uh-huh. So I watched it and it did take me a few episodes to get invested in the characters enough to enjoy the show. And then yeah. I, I will say when Steve Carell left, uh, it was not the same. Yeah, agreed. And I know exactly the moment I stopped watching The Office. Uh, and I shouldn't, oh man, now that I've said it, I gotta say it out loud. You know, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a scene where Jim and Pam go to like the preschool. They're, they're, like a, they're like checking out preschool before the baby arrives or something. And the guy that's telling them what's going on, he ends up excusing himself to the restroom and he's there and the door slowly opens and you see him and they're there and it's extremely awkward. And there, I, I don't know why, bathroom humor is not my humor. It hadn't been since I was five. Mm, yeah. And that was the moment where I was like, <laughs> no, I think I'll just enjoy the reruns of the... <laughs> of those Steve Carell days. Oh my yeah. gosh. Johan, yes. I have not seen Game of Thrones either. I Neither have, have I. What? I have I haven't seen Game of Thrones either. And so funny that Alan was talking about required like viewing. That is definitely like a required viewing. And I have not seen it. Look at that, Johan. We're in sync, buddy. You haven't seen The Office either? Like neither one, the 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 UK version or the American version? Money Heist. Now, which one's better though? Hey, he likes Money Heist. I don't know. That's because uh, I tried watching the UK version and I didn't get into it, but I might have to revisit it now that I've watched all the other Ricky Gervais shows. Okay. Now question guys, have you guys watched Breaking Bad? Yes, and has anyone was, out there watched Breaking Bad? I was watching Breaking Bad before Breaking Bad was cool. <laughs> Joe, Breaking Bad to me is some of the best television that I have seen ever. The character development and arc of all of those guys on the show, the story arc and development, it, the payoff, like every, uh, it was just amazing to me. Yeah. Would you guys agree or disagree? No, I would agree. And it's, it's kind of what you're talking about with SVU, where you don't want to watch an intense show before you go to bed. But yeah. with Breaking Bad, my wife was not a fan. And so I would have to wait till she went to bed and then I would watch it. <laughs> and... I would be just so amped up on adrenaline from watching some of those shows. I'm like, I can't go to sleep now. Oh, I should have watched this at like 2 p.m. I Nick, do you have to watch anything that Fernanda likes that you don't like? She'll watch The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I go in there and I laugh and I make fun of the whole thing. It's just like, it's so mm. silly. And I mean, but hey, it entertains her. Yeah. You know what? More I've never even seen it. No, I was going to say, my wife and I, we, you know, there's some shows we watch, but the one show we can both just truly agree on is, believe it or not, it's Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Oh, my goodness. I've been watching those and sending Nick clips. They're yeah. so funny. And, and I think out here they're running like two, maybe four a night, and we just sit there and watch them all while we're having dinner or just doing nothing Hilarious. else. Hilarious. <laughs> Family Feud with, with Steve Harvey cracks me up. He's really funny. Yeah. Well, and we keep saying if we had three more members of our family, we'd be on the show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you know what I have to watch? Not have to. What I enjoy watching with my wife. Um, she loves, loves Friday Night Lights. Oh, she watched, good- we've, 
it's it is a really good one it's a really good one this is our third time watching the series oh wow a full series you're gonna watch so, the full series it's only five years. It's fine. See, I, I just don't understand how people have all this time to watch. See, I, I didn't even see every episode of Breaking Bad. Okay. I'm sorry. It just didn't happen for me. And oh boy. I don't it, and it feels like a daunting like homework assignment. And I just I'm well, not watching it. I don't know. Thing. Maybe I will, but I, I haven't. And um you know, my name is Nick, and I have not seen the Nick, every episode. Uh, of I got a question for you. Do you, do you have a life? <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> I have a life, and I that, have a lot of responsibilities. And okay. one of them is not watching every episode of Breaking Bad. I'm sorry. That'll, that'll get in the way. I, I have to say, I sometimes use my job as an excuse to sit in front of the TV for hours. Like, yeah, there you go. I, I mean, I, I make a good point of watching at least one or one to three episodes of at least every show, but I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily get hooked like everybody gets hooked, and just yeah. like I have okay. to see this all the way through. Well, um, I would say then. I watch no, a lot of stand-up comedians. That's what I like doing more than yeah. anything on Netflix. And I said you guys watch them together. Oh, there it is. Said- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do watch stand-up comics. Uh, that's what I like seeing, discovering some new people and stuff. But I don't know. Uh, shows, definitely if they're dark shows, none of us are really interested. Yeah. Which stand-up comic that has not had a series would you like to see have a series? Well, I know Sebastian Maniscalco did have a pilot, but it didn't get picked up. But yeah. he... And and he actually just recently posted like a little clip of it. I thought it was pretty good. And I thought he, he it would do well. I don't know why some of these don't get, you know, who knows how these things don't get picked up and picked up. But you know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. I do not know either. Um, and he's pretty hot right now, I feel. Yeah. And I think he recently hosted like MTV Award. I don't watch that stuff either, but I, I, I heard that he did. So I'm good for him. I thought his his stand up like that both of us we will have to stop and have our laugh and we usually watch where the kids are already sleeping and we're like in our bedroom just watching it and then we are laughing so hard like we're like we might wake up the kids um <laughs> with some of the stuff that uh he's done so I'm a big fan Well let me ask you guys this we talked about uh like we, uh you know with the wives and what you said earlier about the Carol Burnett show and the, and the mail is super funny. What would you guys say? We're all married here. Okay. What would you guys say is in your opinion, the best thing about being married and what has been the most surprising thing that you've enjoyed about being married that you didn't think of? Oh man. Huh? See, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stall for a minute, Nick, so you can think of an answer, but I'm not going to have an answer. I'm just going to stall. Um, <laughs> I, I always go with the joke. I, have, I feel so lucky to be married to who I'm married to that I try not to analyze it or look into it too much for fear that I'll figure out, you know, how it's going to, uh, that I was lucky. Or, you know, or somebody like, yeah, you know, you did look into this and uh, there was a mistake. This was not supposed to happen. Uh, we're going to have to negate this. You know, it's got kind of like the David Letterman syndrome where he said his whole career, he kept expecting somebody to tap him on the shoulder and go, I'm sorry, sir, there's been a mistake. <laughs> and send him back to Indiana. Uh, I've got that feeling sometimes. I'm like, I'm just so lucky. I don't know how she, you know, it. it there's no rhyme or reason to it, and I, I don't want to look a, I can't say, I'm going to say, I don't want to look a gift horse <laughs> in the mouth, which is a figure of speech. Uh, Mr. Ed, I don't good look, show. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick, now it's your turn to answer. Wow. You really scored some points with Mrs. Hooper tonight. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Cameron, you got to, oh, she's going to send you some hate mail. Oh, <laughs> well, it's Mrs. Cameron. Um, yeah. What's the question again? What has been, what is your favorite thing about being married? My, and then my the follow-up is, the piggyback is, what is 
your favorite thing about being married that you didn't even expect? This is a hard question. There's so many different answers to this. Uh, I would say, I guess looking at the other side, I've seen a lot of the other side and the struggle of, and, and even myself, I look back when I was really younger and doing, and, and the stuff that I did and going out and the whole uh, pursuit. And I guess the, there's just a great comfort in, in knowing that you got somebody, um, at least in my experience, that we're, you know, we're constantly comfortably pushing each other, challenging each other, where it's not about, you know, it's not really argumentative, but we don't typically fight. If we fight, it's about silly things. It's about, um, so I, I like, I like the fact that you both, both of us are growth mindset. So we're, we're always looking to get better and we're okay. Even if, you know, we, we test our egos a little bit and we, we're okay with it and we actually become better for it. So I think that um, what's different that I didn't expect, I mean, I don't think anybody expected, you know, or could predict what happens when you have kids. So <laughs> it's a completely different relationship after kids and the expectation levels that one has of the other person and so forth. But um, it's been good. I think we're doing a great job. I, and, and I love my wife so much. She's, <laughs> she's, she is everything to me, uh, that, I mean, I can't put it into words. This is too much, especially live on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are you guys doing? What kind of a question? Is I, why don't you answer Dre? I will answer it. And I think actually live on Facebook is probably the best place to answer it because you can proclaim your love to the entire world and all your appreciation for everyone to see it without any hesitation or concern. I will tell you guys that my favorite thing about, first of all, this question was that I asked it. So I got to wait and think about it while the other two guys went. And now that they've gone and it's come back to me, I will tell you that my favorite thing about being married is number one, my wife and I are the complete opposites, complete. Like my whole personality, the way that I operate, uh, my organizational skills or lack of, we're, it's the complete, op we're, we're the opposite. We complement each other so well. And she is, I would say, her temperament and her, just the way that she approaches things, she's really just, calmed and slowed me down and just helped me become that better me. She's like, she's really great. She completes you. She completes me. And, and the thing that I didn't know that I would like about being married as much as I do like about it is that it's, you alluded to it, Nick, is that when you're single, you, Nick and I, we went out a lot. We, we went to the red car. I mean, we went to the library and read books and no, no, we went out, we went to the club. We went and, and hung out, you know, with our boys, you know, we went to basketball. We were out all the time with those red carpets we used to have to go to. I love now not going out. I love staying at home. I love my house. First of all, uh, thank you, Nick, for helping me get into as a great realtor. Um, but I love just being at home with her. Like we, our thing at night is after the day is done, we watch Friday Night Lights or a show, and then we go to sleep. Like just something to wind down. And then, you know, I'm, I mean, even if I'm working on the computer, which normally I am, we're just sitting there together. So uh, not having to go out, not having to party, with, you know, not having to go look and like, you know, convince people like, oh, look how great my, like, let's hang out. I'm so great. It's like, no, I have what's great. And it's here. Tomorrow's Father's Day. And I just I was thinking of appreciation of her because, you know, I couldn't be a dad without her. I mean, I guess I could, but I wouldn't be good. Um, so that's, that's it. <laughs> yes, Johan says me too. Yeah. Gerald is LOLing. Mr. <laughs> well, uh, you asked that question, Andre, and Nick and I's eyes just went wide as saucers. Like, what did this just do to us? Man, not cool. But totally you know what he looked cool. did? 
You totally both, inappropriate question asking. If you ask you guys me. scored some major points. <laughs> we'll see. You guys really did. We'll, we'll see. My, my cell phone did not ring, so I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's out shopping, but if she saw this post up on Facebook, she'd probably watch me right now. So I'm just like, did did she text? Oh no, she didn't text me. <laughs> Alan, since you're our guest, how about you? Could you tell us? Your nightmare of the week before we go. Do you have a nightmare? Oh, yes. We do What's nightmare your nightmare and dream of, of the week? week? Night oh, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is my nightmare every time because I uh, will do like, uh, oh, let me see, how, see how, how I set this up. I'll go and do this. This will be my nightmare of the week, actually. Um, <laughs> I mean by that, being is, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> talking in public and then you know i'm free with you guys i know you guys were friends and we're just having a conversation but when i realized later i don't know who else was listening i don't know what i said that might have been stupid or put my foot in my mouth or, or offensive or yeah you're or, so or, offensive we'll get auto-tuned later uh <laughs> and so that's typically it it's uh when I go do like workshops where I'm like speaking to actors and trying to be a acting coach and help them, you know, with their training, you know, there's always like a 3 a.m. where I'd be like, oh, I said that one thing. It was supposed to be a joke. Did everybody realize it was a joke? Oh, why can't I? I shouldn't think. I'm not funny. Why do I think I'm funny? We think and, alike. We think yeah. alike. And you know, you're talking about the stand-up comics. I don't know how they do it because so many people will get offended by something they say and then they go back and find something they said you know years That's ago true. that they said that uh i just couldn't that takes a lot of courage to be going out there trying to make people laugh and true. and and know that uh, you know, there's a few people out there that are just going to come for you just because you're trying to make people laugh true so, that's crazy what, that's my what nightmare. about continual nightmare what about your dream of the week do you have a dream Ooh. Huh. I don't know, because it's all my dream of the week. Oh, oh, this is my dream of the week. So I'm reading Deadline.com, which is electronic trade version of like, you know, Hollywood Reporter and Variety. And I see this headline says uh, ABC talking about uh, fresh off the boat, modern family spinoffs. And I'm like, modern family spinoff? I've got a job again? This would be awesome. <laughs> and of course, I click on the article. And the fresh off the boat was something new that I didn't know about. And with Modern Family, they said, ABC said no comment. Back in March, in this story we'd already published, so I was like, oh, rope-a-dope headline. Gotcha. It wasn't anything. So that would have been, you know, my dream of the week. And then I turned it into a, a I put on Twitter and Instagram what I thought the spinoff should be. And it's uh, based around the uh, characters that I and uh, Jeff Greenberg had cameos as, and I'm like, let's build a show around us. And, <laughs> and the family, and the family that live next door to them. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Especially yeah. now, oh yeah, oh yeah. Of course. My family's hot right now. Of course. <laughs> uh, guys, here's my nightmare of the week. First of all, give big what's up to Jason Baumgart and Heath McCall who are watching. We're just signing off here. But here's my nightmare of the week. I bought a Samsung frame TV at the recommendation of my friend, Nick Puga, who also bought his at the recommendation of our friend, Jason Lansing, who was also watching. This, it's beautiful. Now, by the way, guys, I'm not handy at all. I, can, I can't build anything. My wife, she can get that giant box from Ikea and with like gum and like grass can build. I don't know, she's a brilliant builder and I, and I just can't do it. So she built this giant wall unit. She, I just was like holding stuff, got the Samsung frame TV on the wall. It, it, it's, it's amazing. It turns into a painting when you're not, when you're not uh, watching it. They haven't paid me to say this, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> not paid advertising. But now when I'm watching the Samsung frame TV, every so often, randomly, it goes, Dedum. 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 Annoying, right? So I asked Nick, Nick, why does your Samsung frame TV? Dedum. 
Nick has not responded to me about that question. I, <laughs> I asked Jason Lansing I, and Jason Lansing said, no. So maybe it's just me. I, yeah, it is just you. Cause I've never heard that before in my life. Ah, <sighs> it's a nightmare. Well, you just, well, we'll YouTube it. We'll figure it out. That's the nightmare. So uh, now, now that's my dream. I guess my nightmare, I did have a little nightmare. I guess it's not really, you know, a nightmare for a lot of people, but I was, I took, I went out to a sunset and I was taking out my, my new drone. And for some reason I was catching the sunset out there and it was not cooperating and I almost lost it. It almost went into the sea. And that was because there was something, something called, which I was not aware of prior is called geofencing. So when you're in an area that uh, is uh, blocked <laughs> off by airports or whatever, and you don't know about it, these particular uh, drones do not uh, come back. Like you can go out, but then you can't come back. So I actually had to go in the water to, and then bring it down. So I could go down, but I just couldn't come back. I can go out, whatnot. So I went in the water and brought it down and I had to catch it with my hand. But so it ended up being a dream after all, because I saved my drone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my dream of the week was, or is, I just stepped on the scale, and uh, and I have lost 17 and a half pounds, and I'm feeling good about myself. How did you do it? How did you do this? So I did a reset, um, which is like a five-day detox. I have uh, three meal replacement steaks, some fruit, some um, vegetables, and supplements, whatever. And then since then, I've done six days uh, raw vegan, one day regular. Six days on, one day off. Six days on, one day off. And it's cool because I look forward to Saturdays and I'm eating pretty healthy during the week. I'm not doing cardio, which I should, Um, but I'm feeling great. So that's been my dream of the week. Andre, I remember you universal days when your weight would fluctuate daily by a good 50 to 100 pounds yes uh that's quite impressive little known secret guys um (laughs) i I played the nutty professor at universal studios and i would wear a fat suit can you do some of the do some of the voices for the people who so that they really believe you well, uh, some of the United Professor voices are, uh, well, you know, Sherman Clumpy would talk like this, and then he would smile, and then, oh, Hercules, 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 <laughs> man trick. And I would do, you know, the Eddie Murphy. I was Eddie Murphy's little, you know, replacement guy. <laughs> the live action Eddie Murphy. We want to thank uh, Alan Hooper for being our special guest star, um, our very first one, and being brave enough to actually participate in whatever it is that we have done on the interwebs today. So Trey, without further ado, send them out. Power nappers, all of you guys watching around the world, I think there's 27 of you, 28 of you (laughs) worldwide, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. We thank you. We love you, but we are.